All praises to Allah. All praises to Allah. All praises to Allah who guided us to this, who guided us to Islam and to Iman and to His Mubarak house on this Mubarak hour of this Mubarak day. And we were not to be guided, was it not that Allah had guided us? O Allah, to you His praise as is commensurate with the majesty of your countenance and the greatness of your authority. O Allah, we do not limit you with any praise we can come up with ourselves. Rather, we admit that you are the only one who knows the true extent of your praiseworthiness. And may the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon His servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa May the peace and blessings of Allah ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his pure wives and upon his Mubarak family and progeny and upon all of those who follow all of their way until the Day of Judgment. Brothers and sisters, the moon has been sighted for Ramadan in other countries that are east of our lands. And it seems that after just a few hours the month of Ramadan will start in this locality as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq of reaching this Ramadan. What is this Ramadan? It's a hadith narrated by a number of muhaddithin. You'll find it in the Mu'jam al-Awsat of Imam Tabarani amongst other books. That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once when he was ascending his pulpit, he said, Ameen three times. The people asked Ya Rasulullah, what did you say Amin to these three times? He said, the angel Jibreel alayhi salam came to me and he said, whoever reaches the month of Ramadan and that person's sins aren't forgiven that month, that person is truly cursed, say Amin. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said Amin. He said, whoever reaches the old age of their parents, both of them or just one of them, and through their service, isn't able to be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that person is truly cursed, say Ameen. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Ameen. And the third, whoever your Mubarak name, alayka salatu wa salam, whoever your name is mentioned in front of, that person doesn't say the salat and salam on your name. And because of that, they don't manage to be forgiven in this life. That person is truly cursed, say Ameen. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Ameen. The idea with these three things, the common thread that binds these three things is that they are a source of barakah, a source of blessings, a source of forgiveness, a source of reward, a source of the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is so intense and that is so effluent and is so overwhelming that even a person of moderate to low spiritual power and moderate to low spiritual stature and moderate to low practice of the deen even those people when they take from these sources it's almost impossible that a person should take from one of these sources and not be forgiven in completeness and totality and accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only the few people who are the worst of people who are the worst of people will manage to Engage with any of these sources without being forgiven. And such a person is truly cursed. May Allah Ta'ala protect us from being amongst them, or of them, or with them, or in favor of them, or have the company of them, or that they should be amongst us, or that we should be amongst them. On an occasion like this, it's a hadith narrated by Imam Bayhaqi, from Sayyidina Salman al-Farisi radiallahu ta'ala anhu, on an occasion like this, when the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa was gathered in his Mubarak masjid with his noble companions, may Allah ta'ala be pleased with them, he himself mentioned a great list of the virtues of Ramadan. 
He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Kamaqala Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Indeed, a great month, a magnificent month, its shadow, literally its shadow has been cast upon you. Meaning, there has come to you a great month. You are on the, the verge of entering into a great month. And he mentioned a great number of fadail. He mentioned a great number of what? Of virtues of this month. The number of virtues is too much because if we speak for too long, mashallah, then people have to go to work and then masjid boards will say, okay brother, you don't come to our masjid again and whatnot. So we're your guests. We respect, mashallah, the rules that are there in every masjid. Uh, and alhamdulillah, you don't want to hear me talk for too long anyway. But from amongst the virtues that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in this long hadith, he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, huwa shahrun, shahrul muwasa. It is the shahr of what? It is the month of generosity. وَشَهْرٌ يُزَادُ فِيهِ رِزْقُ الْمُؤْمِنِ And it is a, a month in which what? The provision of the believers is increased. It is a month of what? It is a month of generosity. And it's a month in which the provision of the believer is increased. Anyone who has small children, anyone who has small children, What's the thing? What's the thing that you do for the children? You have to teach them about the deen. It means more than just saying, okay kid, don't eat pork, alcohol's haram, you can't have a girlfriend, you can't have a boyfriend, yalla, no, that's it, we'll go to a conference like twice a year. It's not like that. You have to teach them every single part of the deen. So what is one of the things that the salihin, every generation, khalafan and salaf, from one generation to the next, they, they do? They take the kids, mashallah, mashallah, our young ones in the back. I don't know, has your, you know, don't answer in front of everybody, but you know, sometimes maybe your father gives you a dollar bill. I'm, don't look around, I'm talking to you. Right? Your father maybe gives you a dollar bill, says go put it in the masjid donation box. Go give it to our poor person. Go, uh, you know, give it to the food bank. Why? Because you want the child to become accustomed to doing the deeds of righteousness. So they go and they put it in the box and they look back at Baba or Mama and then Baba Mama smiles at them. They smile back. The heart becomes mustatness. It becomes uh, accustomed to and starts to love what? Acts of piety. So that maybe that person, that child themselves will become a Mama or Baba or a grandfather or grandmother or something. And when they donate, every time they'll feel the same warmth that they felt because they're elders, they train them to, to do this act of piety. So look at the rahmah, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something very important, you know, people, because people who don't uh, uh, think about things for a living, right? Oftentimes we forget this, that there's sloganeering and then there's reality. There's sloganeering and then there's reality. What is sloganeering? We, you know, we, our religion teaches about a God of love and a God of mercy. And oftentimes those people, they end up being the most cruel and the most heartless of people to the weak and to the poor and to the oppressed. And they say, oh look, your Islam, your Islam is so rigid and has so much uh, uh, difficulty and harshness and punishments and all of this. We teach about a God of love, a God of mercy. What is Rasulullah wasallam saying? He's saying that it's shahrul muwasa wa shahrul yuzadu fihi rizqul mu'min. Allah Ta'ala, the same one, He sent His Prophet wasallam, who commanded us to be generous in this month and whose sunnah that we're commanded to follow is to be generous in this month. What is it? He himself is saying that this is the month in which Allah Ta'ala wishes for you to be generous. And this is the month in which what? Allah Ta'ala is the one He's giving you. He's literally he's giving you the thing that you can be generous with. How ironic and strange is it? That Allah Ta'ala, His tarbiyah for His creation is what? More, more soft and more merciful than what? The tarbiyah that a parent gives to their own child. 
How strange is it that the tarbiyah and the, the, the nurturing that Allah Ta'ala gives His slave is what more soft and more uh, kind and more merciful than what a parent gives to their own child. Imam Ghazali ta'ala, he actually mentions in his ihya his disdain for people who eat more in Ramadan than they eat outside of Ramadan. And the reason for his disdain was what? He said the point of fasting is what? So that a person can learn sabr. It's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. A sawmunisu sabr. That, that to fast is learning half of patience. Right? Sabr what? So a person can control their own nafs. They can control their own ego. So his, 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 his idea is what? If you eat more while you're fasting than you eat when you're not fasting, then what are you doing? You're just coiling up and, 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 and letting your nafs hit its desire in like a controlled burst. In many ways, that's kind of more dangerous than dissipating it out throughout the day. From the ulama, mashallah, they have differences of opinion amongst themselves. No one of them is sometimes right or wrong. Each of them is looking at an issue from a different angle. We can benefit from all of them. There's a lot of benefit in what Imam Ghazali ta'ala said as well. From amongst our mashayikh in the Indian subcontinent, the Shaykh Mawlana Ashraf Ali Tanwi ta'ala, he mentioned, he said, look, Imam Ghazali has a very good point when he says this. However, how is the believer going to implement eating less in Ramadan when Rasulullah ﷺ himself said what? This is a month in which the provision of the believer is increased. Is increased. How are you going to go against the, the qadr Allah Ta'ala wrote for his creation? This is what from the generosity and love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his creation. Rasulullah ﷺ says in the same hadith. He said what? He said that the person, man fattara sa'iman, the person who gives for the iftar, for the opening of the fast, of the one who fasted, that person, he mentioned sallallahu alayhi wa three benefits. That that person receives maghfirah, Allah Ta'ala will forgive them their sins for this. And he mentions what? Itqum minan nar, that that person will be manumitted from the fire. Itq means what? To manumit a slave, to free a slave. That that person, the fire, is the slavery that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had written for that person based on their deeds. But because they gave to uh, uh, the one who was fasting in order for them to open their fast, Allah ta'ala will free them. Say, this fire that you deserve to go through, that I deserve to go to, Allah ta'ala will free us from it. Why? Because we gave for the one who was fasting for them to open their fast. And the third thing, as if that wasn't enough. The third thing, because a person can be forgiven, but the forgiveness may not be equivalent to the amount of sin that a person has. So the first thing is the forgiveness. The second thing is what? An insurance policy that your sins will not destroy all of your good deeds. And the third thing is what? That the one who fast, the one who gives to the one who fasts to open their fast will receive the reward of the one who fasted without decreasing from their own reward one bit. Imagine a person feeds a person who is fasting. Allah knows best whose fast is better. Allah knows best whose fast is accepted. Allah knows best whose fast He's pleased with. Maybe you and I are not the best at controlling ourselves. Maybe you and I may have said something in the day that we shouldn't have said. Or looked at something or someone that we shouldn't have looked at. Or listened to something that we shouldn't have listened to. Maybe our fast wasn't complete and perfect like it needed to be. Just by your assumption and your husn al-dhan, you yourself believe that the person that you're giving to is a good person, an upright person, a righteous person, from the Ahlullah, a wali of Allah Ta'ala, a friend of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Everyone who says, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah is a friend of Allah Ta'ala, even if they're a sinner, because Allah Ta'ala doesn't give this La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah and accept it from someone, except for it's because Allah Ta'ala loves them. 
Except for it's because Allah Ta'ala loves them. If you think this is a, a grandiose, a demagogic uh, 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 overstatement on my part, because I'm a, a whatever, a mosque preacher, go read the Aqidah Tahawiyah. Literally, it's one of the points of the Aqidah. It's not a fiqhi issue or something that's talked about and discussed in bayans or whatever. This is a point of belief of the Muslims that everybody, everybody who says La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah in a way that's accepted by Allah Ta'ala, that person is a wali of Allah, that person is a, 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 a person of Allah Ta'ala's friendship and a righteous friend of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This husnadhan, this good opinion you have. Why? Because innamal a'malu bin niyat. All deeds are nothing except for according to their intention. When you make that intention for another person to open their fast and you have this feeling about this person that this is someone who Allah Ta'ala loves, you will receive what? You will receive the reward of that person's fast as you think of it, not as it is, as you think of it from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala when you do this. The Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, when they heard this, they were poor people. Right? This is a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, protect yourself from the fire, right? bi tamratin, protect yourself from the fire, even if it's like the sadaqah of half of a date. That wasn't just a figure of speech with them. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, amongst them there were those, even from the household of Rasulullah ﷺ, who were so poor that they had a date to eat on certain days. And their sadaqah was what? To split it in half and give it to somebody. Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she mentions that a poor woman came to her and asked in the name of Allah ta'ala for sadaqah. She said, I only had two dates. So I gave one, imagine this, the beloved wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. She said, I had two dates. And what did she do with it? She said, I gave one to her and I kept one for myself. She said, this woman had two children. I, I, she told Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, I saw her do the most amazing thing, which is what? Which is that she took that date I gave her and she split it into two pieces and she gave one half to one child and one half to the other child. The children were crying out of hunger and she herself was patient with her, with her hunger, with her lot. She didn't benefit from it one bit. Rasulullah heard about this and he praised that woman. He praised that woman for the, the, the fortitude of her character and, and the nobility of her character in taking care of her children. Brothers and sisters, Allah Ta'ala gave you and He gave me what? A lot more than two dates. He gave us a lot more than two days. So the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, they have the objection that maybe some people in this masjid have, which is what, you know, they said, Ya Rasulullah, how are we going to afford to you know, feed somebody? We don't have anything to eat ourselves. What are you going to give someone half a day? That's not even, that's barely opening the fast, much less, much less filling a person up. We may also think about that Mrs. economy is tough, this is difficult, I'm between jobs, I'm this, I'm that. How are we going to fulfill this, this uh Sunnah that the Prophet ﷺ laid out. He said, I'm not saying that you have, Rasulullah ﷺ in that hadith, he says, I'm not saying that you have to give someone their fill. I'm saying what? Madhqatu Lablin. Just give them a taste of milk. Oh, tamra. Or you give them, give them just one date. Oh, sharbatu ma'in. Or that you give them just a little bit of water to drink. This is what gives a person this reward. Is what? Just a taste of milk, or just one date, or just a, a, a sip of water. This is all, all you need in order to receive this reward. This is one of the, the teachings we received from the Mashaykh. 
Some of us, mashallah, teach it to our children and our young ones. Sometimes we grow up over here, nobody tells us any of these things. We had to travel halfway across the world and study from the ulama in order to learn these things. Which is what? When it's iftar time and there's a tray of dates sitting, you know, you don't sit and wait to be served. You pick up the tray and you walk all the way up and down the masjid giving the dates. I've seen literally people almost almost get into a fight that two people are trying to give the uh, person the same person a date. Why? Because each of them wants the reward of Rasulullah ﷺ that he described. Because what do you think? It's only the one who buys the dates that receives the reward? The one who serves it is just as important because if someone buys it and no one serves it, the date's not going to be eaten. All of them partake. All of them receive the, the reward. They're not. I don't even say they're partners in the reward because each of them gets the full reward separately. This is a common sense that people had in the deen. Nowadays people don't have this common sense anymore. This is one of the greatest sunnahs of Islam, is to feed people. salam ta'am. You spread salam and you feed people food one another. Allah Ta'ala Himself, He says in His book, right, that the, the, the food of the people of the book is lawful for you and your food is lawful for them. So people say, khalas, this means this, that and the other fiqh thing, I can eat here, I can eat there. Suspend that discussion for a second. How come nobody ever talks about the fact that your food is halal for them? You can feed other people as well. In this Ramadan, you can feel the believers, you feed the people who fast, receive even more reward for something that's a sunnah anyway. Something that's a sunnah and a commandment of the Lord anyway, you'll feed, you'll receive more reward for that in this Ramadan, in this month. And all it takes is what? It doesn't take that a person be a millionaire or a billionaire. It just takes what, what you have, even if it's just your own effort to, to serve the people at the time of iftar, you'll receive all of that reward. You'll receive all of that reward from so many people. Rasulullah continues in the same hadith. He says what? He says woman, the person who feeds the, the one who fasted until what? Until he, man ashba'a sa'iman, the one who feeds the person who fasts until they're satiated. You feed them their entire fill. There's a different reward for that. Right? You can do something simple if you can't do the higher thing, but the ones who do the higher thing, that person has a different reward, a qualitatively different reward. The person who feeds the one who fasted until they're completely satiated. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes for that person a reward. What? Rasulullah informs him that that person will drink from my hawl. That person will drink from my hawl. That person will drink from my hawl. What is the hawl? For those of you who uh, wish for a, a, a quick refresher from aqidah, the hawl of the Prophet is a watering place that he will have. It is a, a, a watering place that literally will be hundreds of miles in circumference. It will have a, a drink in it that's wider than milk and, 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 and sweeter than honey. And it will have pitchers that are numerous, Rasulullah says, as a metaphor, as numerous as the stars. And there are specific people from the ummah, not every Muslim will drink from it. There are specific people from the ummah who will drink from it. And those are the ones who are true to Rasulullah wasallam, true to his sunnah, and true to themselves that they didn't practice deen and then leave it afterward. Rather, when they entered into this deen, they held fast to it until the last day. Or from the time they made tawbah, they held fast to it until their last moment. Those are the ones who will drink from the hawb. And Rasulullah said about his hawb, the one who drinks from it, they'll drink such a drink and they'll never thirst again. Now we know from the uh, hadith of the Prophet that the drink from the hawb is before, the, before judgment begins. So if someone drinks from the, the hawb such a drink, that they will never thirst again. What does that mean? Is it possible for them to go to Jahannam? Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
These deeds, they're for us to do and for us to ask Allah Ta'ala to accept. If He accepts from anybody, any one of these deeds, forget about a lifetime of deeds, any one of these deeds can save a person. The only, the only shak or the only doubt that we have afterward is that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala accept from us. Because our deeds are not just like cash you deposit in the bank. Our deeds are what? Allah Ta'ala literally says that, that your deeds are like what? Like a crop that you sow. So just by putting the seed in the, in the ground, does it mean that the crop is going to get harvested? No. You put it in, and you have to keep watering it, you keep asking Allah, please accept, please accept. Right? You, don't, you, know, you don't want to walk over it with your boots and crush the plant by doing something like what? By telling, you know what I did last Ramadan? And you know, showing off your deeds, or like you know, saying, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or whatever. You what? You plant the seed in the ground, and you keep watering and watering and watering. Any one of these deeds, if a person, if a person waters it properly, you will harvest enough to, to what? To literally make your Yawm Al-Qiyamah a happy day. On a day that, on a, in a time that it's a sad day, and it's a it's a destructive and a catastrophic day for, for many of Allah Ta'ala's creation. It can be the happiest day of your life, the happiest day of my life. Any one of these deeds and every other good deed you do on top of that on that day will just be nurun ala nur. It's just going to be light upon light. These deeds are a precious gift from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and they're from the greatest of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Sunan. Do you know, do you know, do you remember that there are people in this ummah this Ramadan that there are people in this ummah this Ramadan. Some of them are, are literally our friends and neighbors in this country, and some of them are people around the world, in places where there's catastrophe. Places like Syria, places like Iraq, places like Yemen, places like Somalia, Kenya, Eritrea, places like uh, 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 the West African Republic, like Niger, places where literally there is famine and there is war on such a large scale that there are people who have nothing to do with famine, nothing to do with war, nothing to do with extremism, nothing. They're children, women sitting at home, old people, retired people, and they have nothing to eat and drink except for what? The love that comes from those people who Allah Ta'ala gave to those people who Allah Ta'ala didn't. Did you know that many of these people are more pious and righteous than us? Did you know there are people from this very Ramadan, they'll dig their suhoor and their iftar from the garbage. I've seen it before. Many of us have seen it before. They will sort through the garbage and they will pull f- something to eat from the garbage for their suhoor and iftar. And you know what they say? I hate my life. This is horrible. We need lower taxes. We need to change the government. They don't care about any of those things. You know what they say? They say Bismillah before they eat and they say Alhamdulillah when they're done. Imagine a person who has a life like that. Imagine a person who lives, because this life of this dunya is just a, a few hours. It's done faster than anyone thinks it's going to be done. Everybody who's in their grave, all of them were sitting like us at one time. And it's over faster than a person thinks. Imagine that person when they return to Allah Ta'ala. And that person did that. They ate from the garbage and they went through hunger and they went through difficulty. And not once from the time they were, they were children until the time that they entered their grave did they ever utter a complaint against Allah Ta'ala. Imagine when Allah Ta'ala, when they meet with Him, what their maqam will be with Him. Imagine how much they loved Him, Jalla wa'ala, in order to live a life like that. And imagine how much Allah Ta'ala loves them when they return to Him. And if they did so much for Allah Ta'ala, and we're the weak creation, we're makhluq. Imagine the khaliq who's all-powerful, omnipotent, the one who can reward in a way that no eye has seen, or no ear has, has heard, and never has entered or occurred to any heart. Imagine what kind of reward Allah Ta'ala will give to them. And imagine if people like you and me, Allah knows who's who. If you're at that maqam, please make dua for me. Maybe there are people like that in every gathering of Muslims. 
Make dua for all of us, inshallah. That's one of the hikmahs, the, the wisdoms of Jumu'ah, is that we receive the ameen of someone like that who's in the gathering. Imagine if we feed a person like that, what will Allah Ta'ala give us? What sins will Allah Ta'ala forgive? What, 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 what difficulties and obstacles will Allah Ta'ala remove from our lives? What will Allah Ta'ala do for us? This is one of the greatest vehicles to receiving the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Walillahi alhamd. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Yaqulu rabbu tabaraka wa ta'ala fi kitabihi al-kareem. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha wa tanadhur nafsun ma qaddamat lghadi wa attaqullaha inna allaha khabirun bima ta'amaloon. Wa qala azza wa jalla fi kitabihi al-kareem. لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف الرحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم وصدق الله العظيم وأقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم لسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وبعد قال الرب تبارك وتعالى في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ كنتم أعداء فألف بين قلوبكم فأصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا وكنتم على شفا حفرة من النار فأنقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تهتدون ولتكن منكم أمة يدعون إلى الخير ويأمرون بالمعروف وينهون عن المنكر وأولئك هم المفلحون وقال عز وجل في مقام آخر مخبرا عن مقام نبيه صلى الله عليه وسلم وأمرا بحقه علينا حيث قال إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وارحم سيدنا محمد وآل سيدنا محمد وبارك على سيد بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت ورحمت وباركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إن نسألك من كل خير سألك منهم محمد نبيك صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من كل شر استعاذك منه محمد نبيك صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم ربنا تقبل منا فيه اللهم وفقنا لسيامها وقيامها ولإدراك ليلة القدر ولإطعام المساكين والفقراء والمؤمنين بصفة عامة وتقبل كل ذلك منا يا ربنا يا واسع المغفرة ويا واسع الكرم اللهم رب اغفر ورحم وأنت خير الراحمين اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادك 
ibadatik khususun fi shahri Ramadan wa taqabbalha minna innaka antas samiul alim wa innaka antat tawwabur rahim wa salli wa sallim wa barik ala sayidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam ajma'in Allahumma rabbana taqabbal minna innaka antat samiul alim wa tub alayna innaka antat tawwabur rahim wa salli wa sallim wa barik ala sayidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in inna Allah ya'muru bil 'adl wal ihsan wa وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون وأقم الصلاة